Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're doing something reckless and bold and allowing <laughs> ourselves to be put on video. Well, in I think that this might have been not told to me because, it or was. maybe I it's just Nate, didn't. It's Nate said we had to do it and we said we would, but you know sure, us guys, sure, we drive around and do I stuff and could have sworn. Well, actually I do remember when I was talking to Nate and he said, you guys said you would do video. And I was like, Oh, did we? And then he said, it's easy. He said something like you just swing by, get the camera. I thought he was saying, put the camera out in the road. And I was like, that doesn't seem interesting at all, but okay, if you think that would be neat. <laughs> but what I'm saying I think is, it's really just to add it to YouTube is what I it is. I got in the car today not knowing I was going to be filmed. Oh, but Becca, this is how we are. We are, this is the come yeah. as you, what have you. Well, it is very much that because here yeah. we are driving through town. We're going to go get a coffee. You're with as us. As per the huge. Yep. So, um... Do you have anything that you were thinking you want to talk about? Because I, someone did message me something. Okay, that, I did have something, actually. Okay, you go first, because I'll so, have to pull it up on my phone, and I shouldn't do that while driving. No, you shouldn't. Especially not while being filmed. <laughs> I was going to say. While driving. Especially when I heard, I've not heard good. through grapevines how much the Even Exile documentary scandalized, like, half the globe because I drove carrying a coffee mug. And it's just the American way. That's not one of those things. I carry a coffee mug always. I mean, it's like, look, here it is. But Rachel doesn't, but she often does. I, I that one. I it, don't have one right now. Is I what just she had means my coffee Rachel mug doesn't. because I'm actually I do. gifted. I always have a coffee I'm mug. I'm actually yeah. gifted yeah. at driving with a full cup down our driveway <laughs> like this, so that because like if you shocks. use yeah because other you can't hold it by the handle or no, it will glue. But yeah. if you do the two points and let it swing, <laughs> you can actually it's you know while you're bopping bopping down our big uh, gravel driveway, exactly. you can you can do okay. I like though that now that we're being filmed there's a few things one is that everyone will see me constantly trying to like check yeah, it'll the be phone all right. recording they don't and care what i hope for this is what i hope is that you're gonna forget we're being recorded and you're gonna do your one eye thing <laughs> but that you do when we're i always my my affliction that is yawning during every <laughs> podcast i don't think that this is this no, it's gonna, thing taped no. to the if a car if a, is not going to stop me from no, and if a microphone hasn't slowed us down with our, we'll be all right. Reckless. So times. tell me what it was you wanted to talk about. So this was something that actually Ben and I were talking about um, on one of our drives to the airport lately, and this was his observation, and I thought it was just really good, but he was saying he thinks that the we've talked about the broken window syndrome before but just refresh in case anyone is not up to it's broken window theory not syndrome i think but it is it's a crime it's a crime uh theory that has been proven accurate over and over Mm -hmm. that's like Mm -hmm. if there's an abandoned building it's just an you know it's an empty building if a window is broken and then not repaired immediately pretty much crime in that area escalates so rapidly yeah. that it, and it is like, it's just the, 
And it applies in all kinds of things. I remember in the book Home Comforts, she applies broken window theory to how you have your, um, she said there can be a chair in your hall, you know, that you've had in your hall for six months and it's decorative and nothing's ever been on it. But one day you throw your bathrobe on it as you run by and by the end of the next day, it will be like full of donations for Goodwill, garbage, something else. And and it's like suddenly you broke some barrier that this is, and and essentially that's broken window theory. theory. Um, But he was saying that he thinks in terms of, like honestly, child rearing, family culture, church culture, and just national, just the whole thing. Um, (laughs) Just people things. It goes all the way up. But we were talking specifically about families, and he said, I think that kind of coarse jesting on a low level Mm. is the broken window in families that leads to much bigger problems. Hmm. Because you're in this kind of gray area of it's really close to the edge, but it's just slightly transgressive, you know. And he was talking about, like, the kind of people who would buy dog pooping calendars, you know, or something. Where it's Mm. just like, I'm just going to laugh at something. Mysteriously, there is a market for that. (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. Or, yeah, I was advertised a really gross little thing to put on the end of your toothpaste to make it look like the dog is pooping onto your toothbrush you know and it's like ha 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 what (laughs) it's so weird but there are Hmm. tons there are tons of christians who would think that was hilarious and they would totally put it in their kid's stocking for christmas you know what Um, i mean like yeah but or cultivating that kind of coarse and yucky side of Yes, and humor. But if you look at the long-term trajectory of those kinds of things, he said, you know, like it's like defending a line that is really close to the edge. Mm-hmm. But when you defend that line and you defend it well, you don't then find yourself way well. But this out is a this is a real further. example of why it can be really hard to be what we would call the white blood cells of a community sure because the place where you end up I'll roll my window up until we get closer to ordering here the the place where you end up having to draw a line with someone can often very easily be made to seem petty petty that's the and, thing and because it seems petty like oh my word you know it's just whatever and you're like yeah, it's like actually you're not so uptight because it's not actually the fact of a dog pooping that is the <laughs> like Whatever. It's, it's just part of life. That why know. would you want to treasure this in some way? And that's weird. You know, like the there's... only like the wanting to like grab that, focus on it, and make it into a thing. That's yeah. the transgressive part. But it is also so low level that people are going to act like you're ridiculous. You're right. Uptight, but I whatever. also think it's But same with a broken common. window. It's yeah. like it's an abandoned building. So who cares if it's broken? But but it's those right. kinds of like the little inching a little bit further out, a little bit further out. And actually defending the line on class, honestly, class and etiquette sure. is a bigger deal. What do you want? I want... Starbucks, what can I get started for you today? I will have a drip coffee, please. Uh, we'll get two... What size? Tall is fine. Two uh, tall drip coffees. 
Do you black? Just two tall drip coffees, both of them black. Awesome, anything else? No, that's it. Actually, yes, a venti ice water, please. Venti ice water, awesome, I'll see at the window. What did you guys want? You want us to order you something <laughs> since we have you here? Um, I think that though, this is why all the time people are like, I was concerned that you laughed at that part in the movie that I thought you should have fast forwarded. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. all the time, yeah. the little cultural conflicts yeah. are over things that are actually really petty and little when and and they make the person who wants to hold a good standard feel like an absolute i got my nod already i'm good i've got the money oh i thank got you. the money thank you yeah thank you, you need oh you were getting yeah. this is our tip segment sponsored by <laughs> the thing that isn't supposed to be supposed a, a chapstick and yet as a family, somehow we converted to this, or just the two of us, I assume, Nate. No, Mom. I know, but we Mom got us doing this. Yeah. I don't think Nate still is a fan of Medlatum. I don't know, but I Guys, it's the with. best thing. They We're coming in. With. This is the tip. We're coming into cold season. It is the best thing when you have to blow your nose all the time to put mentholatum on your lips yeah. and then it's any good. remainders on your nose. It keeps you from getting a red, <laughs> chappy nose. It really does. It saves you the chappiness. I've never done that. Okay, but I have a real aversion to like, um, you know, aloe stuffed Kleenexes. Oh, I hate that. No. I hate accidentally smearing moisturizers no. on no. my face. No. But I do use excess mentholatum on yeah. my nose. And you shine yeah. for a little while, but it heals the pain. It's great. Um, yeah. So anyways, anyways, yes, back to the real being important the white issue. Blood cells. You're talking about being the white blood cells where, like, just saying, what you was know, that hey, at us? I don't know. Kind of like, hey, this actually matters, and I get that it's low grade. Now, it's a fine line, though, between then becoming the uptight, hideous policeman Yes, the like the person world. who's calling someone to tell them, someone needs to tell you that I saw your bra strap. Right. Right. And you're like, you know what? Someone needs to tell you Don't to simmer that. down a touch. Don't be that like, person. come no. down from no. this mountaintop. But, but you do sometimes need to it's... resist something without having a blast off about it. You don't need to, sure. like, you don't necessarily think, need to confront it. If you police that line in your own life and in the life of your family, I'm not saying you need to get out there and police it for everyone else. But in your own family life, like, I feel like there are many, um, great. Uh, no, that's fine. Thanks. Um, wonderful. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Um, I just think that those are the kinds of things that if you have that in your family culture okay slow down for just one second just one second do you need me to show you how to hold it with just i'm decanting it okay. all right um if you police it in your own family it's a really worthwhile line to hold to not raise kids that are trained to um find the boundary step over it and then think that that's witty uh-huh you know and and it's also, I think that there is so much of just culture, Christian culture, that has been lost 
that needs to be rebuilt. And I do think that this is one of those places where trying to put stuff back together in terms of public discourse and, I don't know. Decency? Decency. Yeah, public decency. That is something I was saying to my people yesterday is it drives me nuts when somebody sees something hideous on this share it. So what do they do but share it to all Everyone. their friends? I was so appalled when I saw this dark story about a very messed up man in a trailer park in <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, why? Why I do know. I need to know too? I know. Let's I know. keep that in the in the yeah. files of dark things that happen somewhere and not yeah. make it normal to talk yeah. about or right. um, think about. Well, where is the verse that says not even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret? Mm-hmm. And I just do feel like everything has has It's a little complicated apart. because of the fact that there is, in many ways right now, Nothing no justice. No, ju- <laughs> no, but also nothing is... There's no justice for things. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the reason people are sharing things is that they're hoping to agitate the emotions of people to drive action towards something, right? Yeah. So there, and and honestly, much of that, it is important that Christians know how bad it is in a lot of places. But I'll tell yeah. you, one of the things that all I need to know is that it's bad in places. I don't actually need to read the no. sex ed texts from no. That's somewhere what I'm else. Saying. Because, That's what I'm because saying. I actually know it's God-hating, depraved, grotesque. But I'm also, I am neither the person who caused the problem, nor am I the solution to it. We have children not in those schools. So like, if you were, you know, I understand that if someone's like, listen, this is what they're teaching in your child's class. You need to know that. You need to know. But when it's not in my, oops, hit the microphone. Uh, When it's not in, it's not my job. It's not my problem. It's not my, you know, it's like be apprised generally that things are terrible without wallowing in it. hope is that we would, get it out so that it is no longer public mm-hmm. and being pushed on everyone. And so I just sometimes you're like, how does it help? But part of that is probably to push it on everyone further. Okay. So there is a, I have to say kind of pushing back on this though, is that like the hideous stuff that's at libraries, uh, I don't want to know about it, but I also don't ever take my kids to the public yeah, library right, to right. set my kids off in the public library to go have a good time there. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually a concern to me because it's like saying I want to walk you through the grotesque materials you can buy at our local comic book store, which we yeah. already knew was full of grotesque mm-hmm. grace. So we just don't go there. So I don't really need yeah. to know all like the reason yeah. we don't go is I'm not interested in looking. But if you did have all of your Christian parents in your church who all sent their kids. Yes. Down you to would the na- comic maybe book need store. to be like, guys, guys, yeah, get your act together. Open up yeah. your eyeballs. And yeah, notice. I'm not saying no one ever should know right. about it, but, but when you share it on Facebook, you are actually just now spreading it. Yeah. To even well, more you're, you're making it, you're actually being the, it's like if, if the sin pod was a dandelion, you're blowing it off all yeah. the time. Like yeah. you spread your seeds. And the whole thing works like inflation, to be honest, because, mm-hmm. because things that would have been shocking and awful two generations ago are now just very common. They're like out on the streets. And, yeah. and part of the thing that normalizes it is... You know, when you keep going for that shock factor. Sure. Pretty soon the shock wears off. It's like building up your tolerance for, you know, hot sauce Mm -hmm. or something. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, totally. So I, 
uh, I'm going to pull up on my phone. I'm going to find the, because somebody sent me this and I was like, oh, I'll bring it up on the podcast. Just to be, to put my phone in airplane mode. Just to be clear to everyone that what I'm doing right now is not just She's reading not my mail. Shopping on Etsy. I'm not. I could. What if I, what if I did? <laughs> what if I wanted to? Also, we should just say, I, don't, I have no idea what this camera is looking at, to be honest. I'm just ignoring it. Okay. But I'm just saying, we're Someone behind Goodwill. said, this any, is the spot. Oh, yeah. This is the spot, guys. I think you had probably seen my dirty see rear windshield, not so much the Vista, but whatever. So, okay. Um, I think this is Christianity Today blasted off with this from Jen Wilkin. Okay. And I have not delved deeper. Okay. I just thought this is an applicable and interesting and fun to talk about because it applies to everyone. Uh, so... Just, I'm just putting it out there that we don't actually, I think this is just good, a, a good subject to talk about, but not because I know all of the context of this particular discussion. Sure. Okay. Um, someone asked if we could discuss this on the podcast and she said, I fear this mindset has entered my church. So, okay. um, and this is an Instagram post from Jen Wilkin and Christianity Today magazine. And the opening is, Honor thy church mothers with wages. <laughs> what? Yeah, pay them. Pay your church mothers. What, okay. tr- what, what are we even talking about? What's a church mother? Well, okay, so Christianity Today is saying 83% of women's ministry leaders are unpaid according to new data you know we found out and despite their crucial role in congregational life 86 percent of these women lack formal theological training of any kind yet don't say lack of investment communicates that ministry to women is nice but not necessary writes jen wilkin i believe such ministry to be essential and indispensable as with our natural mothers church mothers tend to serve willingly beyond what is asked with no thought of equity or compensation Whatever a church's size, these women are worthy of the honor and compensation that fall within its means. Let it not be said that our churches perpetuated a culture of maternal neglect. I just there's so many layers. There's so many. You don't this even know this where is to start. a seven-layer dip of questions. Yeah, okay, yeah. but uh, then okay, so. <laughs> It's like when you pull out a necklace chain that is so snagged that around. You're like, mm, they're the mm. only solution here is to melt it down. I throw it okay. away. But this throw is away okay. So post. first of all, the opening thing of saying women's ministry leaders are unpaid is like uh, I do. I would say like if a woman is employed by the church to do particular things, like like um, but she's an employee not a volunteer. Sure. She's the secretary. If we've hired instance. someone to help throw a conference, yes. we pay them. Yes. And whether they're a woman or a man is not relevant. It's mm-hmm. not about our mothers mm-hmm. or our fathers. It's about the the people the church is yeah. hiring to do yeah. work that we're not just leaving to volunteers. Sure. Um, and then despite their crucial role in congregational life, 86% of these women lack formal theological training, uh, is... I think he's still asleep. He's just making his sleep noises. Um, but that's an interesting, like, 
that's really funny to just move into women that are actively volunteering in the church to do things should have had formal theological training. Because I think that that's just, that's one of these insidious things. Like if you're just a Christian who reads your Bible, you can't counsel anyone. Like you can't tell someone that they need to confess that sin or you need to like, you actually need to have gone somewhere to Mm -hmm. be formally trained Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. something and be certified. And if you're certified, then you have to be paid because you're a professional. You become a professional. Of when we lived in England, the very first year we lived on the grounds of this manor, which was really cool, but it had all these groundskeepers and everything. We were in this cottage. And, and so there were, there was a big staff (laughs) well into the year, the, the guy who was like in charge of, I don't know, groundskeeping or something. He discovered that we had been changing our own light bulbs that whole time. Oh, reckless. And he was like health and safety, you know, like health and safety does not approve of you changing your own light bulbs like we're supposed to call the manor and have them send someone down ben was like no watch me be reckless i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna change my own light bulb (laughs) he's not gonna like just be stripped of his manhood by calling (laughs) derek to come change a light bulb (laughs) so but anyway it just feels like that it's kind of like you know what it's going to be all right for uh, a Christian. It just, okay, but the, the other thing that is ridiculous to me is acting like this is so acting like the church is a professional organization where uh, we yeah. aren't supposed to just be doing things because it's our duty that's right. not supposed to be paid. Like, yeah. there's an awful lot that you should be doing for your church that is going to be unpaid. Yeah. Like, and, it, and yeah. you should be doing it. And I don't mean by that signing up to run huge programs or anything. I mean, like, the whole... That's what the church body does, is a lot of stuff (laughs) that is... Wow. But this is what she specifically says. Women's ministry leaders are often the first to be trusted with confessions of victimization. The first line of defense for theologically sound Bible study. Well, I will say there's a lot of... No, I would not say they're the actually usually the first line of attack. Yeah, on, yeah. On, I was trying to make that analogy work, but I'm like, there's a lot of gunk that gets through there. They first. are... No, for instance, this! <laughs> Why this very post right here. <laughs> this, is an, this is an application right now. Yeah. Then the first to ensure meals are taken to the bereaved. They are functional mothers in the family of God. Now, see, there, there's bits and pieces in there where you're like, yeah, like, I really like that Deborah is referred to as a mother of in Israel. You know, like, it's but, just cool. Like, her her role is seen as a mother is very different yeah. than the other judges. However, that's a bunch of hooey right No, there's there. like, I, to me, the thing that, that really is blowing my hair back about this post <laughs> is all the things that are not being said. The assumptions of everything. Like... Like the assumptions, first of all, it's no, well, whatever, we'll come back to that. Then the second one, the work of women's ministry is the work of Titus too, of older women shaping younger women in the faith. The worker is worth her wages. But no, I think mm-hmm. that that's a hilarious thing to bring up Titus too, and then say they should be paid when Titus too is to all of the older women yeah. should be doing this to the younger women. Yeah. And the idea of saying... 
And okay, and, and also, also what Timothy are they teaching the younger it? women? I didn't I also didn't get this, this whole post by Jen Wilkins, I did not get, but, uh, but like the older women are teach to teach the younger women all the finer points of doctrine. No, no, they're no. not. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty clear, what are they supposed to okay, be teaching? But the, but the funny thing about that, that, well, really everything is weird about it, but the assumptions that are behind the things, one big bad assumption is that women must have women ministers ministering yeah, to women. Right. That's so when, when it's saying, it's saying, it's acting like the male pastors cannot be spiritually leading women. Right. When that's the way God made it. God said, yeah. we're going to have man pastors and yeah. the man pastors can teach the women. Yeah. And should be doing so. And so say a woman in the church uh, is the first person who's trusted with news of a victimization. Yeah. Which could the, easily happen. Easily. First thing ought to be doing there. Going Called straight the to the pastor. men. Yeah. yeah. Taking Call it them. to the pastor. Yeah. We're not making this a women's work to delve into no. justice and no. all of this. So, and not that women aren't involved in that. They should be involved yeah, in that. Uh, but... Involved, but involved in their correct relationship yeah. to the authorities of the church, which would be the pastor and the elders. And like, they should not be running an and alternative it, church within the no, church that is the women's church. I do think that having a woman who really is, you know, equipped to counsel women through difficult situations, mm-hmm. that is a valuable piece. It really is. Yeah. So it's not like, no woman should ever counsel the women. It can only be the men to do it. And like, I, no, I would never, not. I would also never say that no woman should ever actually be on church staff in that way, in that regard. Yeah. But it's very different than this assumption, which is a critical part of the church is sort of the, the women's church. Yeah. And it's like, mm, no, the it's women actually are just part not. Of the, the women are part of the body. body. And that, yeah. and that uh, other thing is to talk like, Yes, I get it. We have church fathers, you know, fathers in the church and we have mothers in the church. But really, the whole church collectively functions as the mother, not like like the... What do you mean? Do you mean... Okay, so what I mean is that in the sense that... The mother seems like Christ weird. is the head of the church. The yeah, church the is, a, is the bride of Christ. And I'm saying, does she have a lot of people to tend to and needs to care for that are very practical, like sure. food? And I'm saying in many ways, the whole, the work of the whole church. And then, uh, now I feel like I'm getting into something that was like, you have to back up further and <laughs> yeah. further. And I'm not trying to do that. But the whole church is feminine to Christ's masculine sure. leadership. We're submissive to Christ. Sure. We're supposed to be working out his love for us in practical care. But I don't think that we should try and make it sound like the church is called to women's roles. Like it's not. No, that's not really what I meant. What I meant is, well, feminine in the, in the sense of it being submissive to Christ in the same, you know, whatever. But my point is not that I'm trying to say it's a women's organization, the church. (laughs) That's not what I mean. But what I do mean is that it's ridiculous to talk like the church itself is somehow hostile to women. We have to have a yeah, separate right, event right. that is and for women. And we have to men. have theologically trained women because only women could tell women what, like, and the reality is Paul 
pointed out that women are gullible. <laughs> and this is a prime example of yeah. one of the ways yeah. that women could be like, oh, you're right. We should, we should be paid. Like what's with all of this meal delivery I've been doing yeah. without yeah. getting a, some of the reimbursement. Top. Yeah. Why am I not getting paid? And I, I, this is yeah. one of those things where we've, I know we've talked about this, where I talked about like knitting, you know, where, Hmm, this is starting to sound a little more committed. <laughs> That doesn't sound to me like someone's pulling out of it here. Oh, snorting and weeping. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna turn around. I mean, I'm okay, gonna, yeah. Um, I thought maybe if I just moved a bit, he would go to sleep. Well, well, we might be, we might be getting there. I mean, I suspect it's over, Becca. I think it's over back there. I think he's awake. Can't see his face. Um. Anyways. All this is to say, we've talked about this before, where like when people want to put a value, like a price on knitting or something, and they're like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm a skilled laborer, so it should be at least $25 an hour, plus the cost of basically these socks are worth <laughs> to anyone, yeah, $700 socks that might <laughs> pinch your toes and slip off your heels because <laughs> they weren't done excellently. And, and the funny part about that is that it's so like funny. the whole gift of doing it is that it it would never be purchasable. Right. Excuse me, I'll be right back. Yeah. I'm glad that we're just keeping hey, it real buddy. in the world. Hey, what happened? It's very real, guys. Did you wake up and wonder why we're podcasting right now? Yeah. Did you? That's okay. Oh yeah, huffy puffy. Uh but what I was going to say is women's work in the church is that way too. Mm -hmm. Like we should all love to be donating and giving things that would not be worth someone hiring us to do that. Like right. should the church pay however right. much it actually should cost to have a meal delivered? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because like, at that point, just hire a catering You're service, like, I'm a professional know? chef. I'm good. So I'm worth more money. Oh, can you even imagine the fracas the that people could get tacky. into? I used expensive free range turkey. Yeah. So yeah. this is or, worth more. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sam Becca. Hi. How's it going? Do you want to have How's some of going? my water, you think? Hi. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You just wanted to join. Um, he just didn't join want to sit in here. Oh, whoops. He's, he's leading us to know what he wanted. <laughs> uh, Hi, baby love. Uh, basically, if we started tabulating everything that way, like I no, can stopped, you imagine, I stopped after the service and I encouraged, <laughs> I encouraged a young mother. Yeah. My professional services yeah. are worth, <laughs> you know, like, what, just, the, I just like to think of one woman striking for higher wages than the other woman because I have far more experience. I'm better. I'm, I am a trained cook. She's I'm better. Not. I'm better at I this. I don't know why she should have gotten... Or she isn't theologically as up to snuff as I am because I no. took classes at, mm, at yeah. um, you know, wherever they took them. Where did they take them? They did also, aerobics with Beth Moore back in the day, I, perhaps. <laughs> I do feel like uh, that also seems to me like kind of a sneaky way to start saying that um, 
Well, it's just if the women need to be given formal theological training also. Oh, yeah. Then, of course, then you've got all the women staff and they've got training and the men have training and they've all gone We're to all seminary. The same. And, yeah. yeah. I actually looked briefly at the comments on this and I appreciated how many people were just like, oh, my word. Because <laughs> the, a lot of people were like, this is assuming that every church has a lot of money, is already paying a pastor. Yeah. Full. Like a lot of churches. Yeah don't even have the money to be paying a pastor, far less starting to dole out the cash <laughs> all over for whatever. Um, yeah. You know, it assumes some kind of financial boom town that is probably yeah. only really present in some megachurch yeah, yeah. situations. Yeah. But the other thing was there were occasionally really snippy-whippy comments from people that is like I have the same degrees as my husband and he has always been paid more in yeah. churches and right, right. and that is the thing like yeah I'm actually trying to be a man yeah totally. with a vocational ministry totally. calling yeah yeah hi friend what do you want to talk about <laughs> what do you want to talk about so basically I just think it is an interesting um I thought that, that was funny but I think that the temptation that I always am wanting people to notice is that putting a price on your work is actually cheapening your work, not making it more valuable. Yeah. Like yeah. when you, you should know that the kind of service that hopefully you're giving to people is worth way more than they could afford to pay you. Yeah. Or that anyone would want, I mean like that you are actually making, creating value Yeah. that is blessing people that is also not a financial exchange. And just not looking for another way to be aggrieved. Like, that's just the thing I feel like everyone is doing right now. It's like, I've run out of things to be mad about, so I need to kick around the edges and find something else. I saw, I saw at some point, and I think that this is hard to separate these things from this, but I saw a video of some ladies introducing themselves. I think Jen Wilkins was in this group. But it, I think she was. I don't even know where it was, though. It was groups of women on the stage, you know, introducing sure. themselves. And um, she's more than one of the women, I think, but at least one, served in her church as the woman who would preview the pastor's sermon to make sure that he wasn't gonna say things Man's that would plain. be bad yeah that would be bad for the women <laughs> that he wouldn't use metaphors that would hurt women no, or no. things he she so the no. poor neutered pastor has to run oh. his sermon by a panel of women before he's allowed to give it and if that doesn't sound like the kind of women who are oh. getting a paycheck from the church that ought not to have ever paid them I don't know what does you know like like That's, that is such so a mess bad. Such a mess. But one thing I always am wanting to say, too, is like, it's okay if your pastor says something that you felt wasn't maybe exactly the way you've experienced it in your life. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, like if the pastor used a metaphor and it was about a football game and you're like, this isn't super, this isn't something I super relate to. Mm. You're going to be all right. It's, it's going to be, be it's going to be no big deal. Be fine. Press on with your life without mm-hmm. getting, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I was just remembering last night was telling my children this great tale of the time I got in a big skateboarding wreck. 
Oh, and got a scar the and shape of Florida on was, your ankle. On my yeah. ankle, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like fifth grade, and someone had given us. <laughs> Go ahead. It just was a a little driveway. It was tiny, and I was telling the kids, I was like, it was flat. It was a flat driveway, and and it was like. Not like it felt like a hill to us, but I think that was only for the water to run off. Like I feel yeah. like it was moderate, a flat moderate. Yeah, and someone had given us a skateboard, but this was like right. <laughs> I feel like it was slightly before the fat skateboards had come out, or maybe I just had never seen. Whatever the case, it was one of those skinny ones from like 1960s, yeah. mm -hmm. and so it was a very antique sort of skateboard, and it had these little hard wheels that were not like the the kind of rubber wheels that are on the other one. And so as I was flying down, <laughs> flying down the driveway, you know, it hit what I believe was just a piece of gravel. I mean, I think it was a piece of gravel lying in the road and the the skateboard hit it and stopped dead stopped and then i flung forward and i did have like the stupidest hugest most disgusting thing on my foot for a very long time and it was like a problem that we went to bob and jill's wedding and i couldn't fit my shoe on my foot because it was so swollen <laughs> But whatever the case, I feel like many women operate just like that skateboard. <laughs> it's like, did I find a tiny thing that was in the road? Here I stop. I shall go no further. I've used, I, I, well, now I have to use your skateboard analogy, but I used to tell my kids all the time, like, imagine that our front sidewalk, that there is a ladybug on the front sidewalk. And mm -hmm. imagine you are running running down the front sidewalk and like are you gonna kick that ladybug and wipe out and freak out and have a big time and like or are we just gonna hop right over Roll that and not worry go. about it like yeah. let's just yeah we want more all-terrain wheels on let's our just skateboards. let's just not acknowledge the wee obstacles <laughs> like let's just Let's just yeah. overcome without even Keep acting going. like it was a big to-do that we had yeah. to overcome it, yeah. you know? Exactly. Uh, that is really funny. That same little, actually that little driveway is an example of, there was an older couple that lived there. And when we moved in to the neighborhood, she told mom that we were welcome to use their driveway to ride our bikes or mm -hmm. whatever. Like they can, they're always welcome to do that in our driveway. Which was an unbelievably sweet thing to do because yeah. it was like a palatial expanse to us. Because it, it was like, massive. it felt like just enormous. When I drive by it, I can't understand that because no. it looks no. like it's a, like a very wee short little driveway. driveway. However, we biked and biked we and biked and we biked. And it was in that driveway, you know, the cheap um, grocery store balls. Mm hmm. There's one of those that was running out of gas. It was deflating. Yeah. And it was in the driveway. <laughs> I don't and know the story, but I can guess. I was like riding my bike, you know, where you're not even on. I was standing up, like pumping, <laughs> yeah. going. And I saw that ball in the driveway and I was like, I'm going to take it like a jump. <laughs> also not something I should have done, but no. I never did it again. <laughs> that was my only time and I it was a otherworldly experience because I thought because it was a little bit flat oh, yeah. 
that I'd be able to just ride up it. Up it. Up it, over it, something. (laughs) I I went over it, for sure. (laughs) The front tire hit it. And all I remember was soaring forth (laughs) over the handlebars. I mean, like, like, like full flip off the bike over and I landed in the one pothole the one place that the asphalt was out and there was like little loose gravel and I think I still have a piece of that gravel in my knee knee. (laughs) from from that time that I I learned that you can't scar in the shape of Florida yeah you can't you can't just ride over a flat ball and it it won't go well it's just not one of the but at least when you flew off it was a big flat ball that you hit rather than a small piece invisible gravel gravel yeah Yeah. exactly so don't be like either of us in church life don't (laughs) no (laughs) the driveway i just remember always being like mom i'm going to the driveway (laughs) like (laughs) like we'll be at the driveway it was like a whole place like you know we'll be at the driveway that's where we're gonna be it was tons of fun anyways so all that i have to say about this whole thing is i think you can get yourself long way down the muddle tunnel about women's ministry that most of it should just be ditched yeah most of it should just be like back up on this I think there's a lot of women's ministry that we really could just purge from among well, us. Well, what we need to have is less official. Like, what we want to have is very industrious churches and workers and people doing stuff, but not boomtown official ministries and programs. Like, in the sense that, um, I don't know, it's just, what you doing? What you going for? Um yeah, this did I tell on the podcast? Because I was gonna say I'm probably about to do it with Ezra. Did I tell about our Walmart delivery man? No, really. Well, I will now. So, I had a Walmart order, and something oh, was had this? to come from the other Walmart, and so it came <laughs> I just separately. Didn't <laughs> I did. Something. It, it, something had me. to come from the other Walmart, so it came separately. It was like a loan delivery when I was not expecting a delivery. Yeah. And one of the kids was like, Mom, there's someone just drove up. And I'm like, okay, but I was upstairs. And they're like, they're honking in the driveway. And I was like, that's weird. You know, I wasn't expecting anyone, but to have someone pull up and honk was more extra. So I'm like, okay, I I had Ezra upstairs. I was like changing a diaper or something. So I'm like quickly moving to go down there. By the time I get down there, our family crowd has formed because this car is just honking in the driveway. And I see as I pull out Titus. just repeatedly honking. Just honking. And it's not a car that we know. So that's weird, you know. So I, as I go out there, I see Titus walking down the sidewalk towards it. I go out on the front porch holding the baby, the kids. It's like a whole family greeting committee for what is happening right. here. Because right. everyone wants to know now. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, it's a scene. All of us are wondering <laughs> why there's a car we don't know that's honking in the driveway. Turns out. Turns out it was our accessory Walmart delivery that we weren't expecting. But he rolls, the window was down on this side, and the driver is. (laughs) So when we all come forth from the house to look at what is happening, the driver is accidentally 
honking the car with his rear end because he's trying to reach something in the back to get our thing out. And he didn't want to get out of his car because he didn't have any shoes on. And so when it's he so finishes, but it was like we all gathered out there to be like, why is this man doing this? Like, oh, what on earth? It. And then when he kind of scrabbled around, he had a small, tight car, which caused that problem. And when he kind of scrabbled around and handed Titus, I think it was soap, out the window. And we were like, well, it's been good. This has been a good time. Like, why? But, oh, and you know it. what? He was honking for a long time because I, I mean, much longer than you would think you would keep on honking accidentally. With <laughs> I would think one honk. I think one honk would have been too many. Heart yeah, palpitations that I had done many. that. <laughs> no, he just soldiered on through trying to get oh, rummaging around the back of his vehicle. Good. And, you know, that's how it was. It was very funny, though. That was, <laughs> we really felt like we'd, we'd all witnessed something special by the time he left. <laughs> Hi, honey. Yeah, I like that Ezra's really making a debut in this he particular is. He podcast. He is making a debut. Is that yeah. what you're doing? So, okay, tip. Do you have a tip? Um, yeah, I do. I've already given you all my crazy my. Haven't I given the tip of drink a quart of water in the morning? Yeah, I think yeah. we talked about that. I've adapted it now, and I really like the. Uh, it's LMNT. It's element. It's like electrolyte. Okay. Little packs. It's a salty, it's like electrolyte hydration, whatever that you add to your salty. water. Yeah, because it's salt. You're just drinking salty water? Yeah, well, you could make your own electrolyte stuff with like honey and citric acid, you know, like lemon juice and honey and okay. sea salt or something. Okay. Himalayan salt that has more minerals in it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't because that's kind of a mess to. <laughs> always be trying to do that sure. in the morning you know like to yeah, yeah. get out all that stuff and whatever and but i like this it's it's lmnt but it's i assume like element. the letters yeah lmnt it's element but lmnt yeah. got it and i actually think it is really like it reminds me of mom had some counsel in some book somewhere not that she read not that she whatever but about like Did she read or wrote no, I remember her re- repeating it from some, like it was like an okay. old it was like an old tips for Christmas sure. or sewing or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was like eat chocolate. It was like a like eat keep chocolate. yeah to like boost your energy. It was funny like when you're in under the gun and trying to get stuff done when you're sewing a bunch and you have to do yeah. something. Have a bite of chocolate to power you up, which <laughs> I think is hilarious. But also what I was gonna say is this actually feels to me way like at least here. We're in the north. It's getting dark earlier. It's starting to get cold. You can get to where you're like only drinking coffee or trying to warm up all the time or you start feeling really weird. So you're always trying to do something and it's always the wrong thing. And I am a believer in staying hydrated and just like at least Mm. rule that out. That you're not having a headache because you forgot water was a thing. Well, we just were traveling the last two weeks and we just got back from Scotland. I'm I'm still... Oh, my word. I'm sorry. We just got back from Scotland visiting um, Knox and Leo, which was super fun. But speaking of dark winters, while we were there, Leah Googled to find out how many hours of daylight 
on Christmas Day, six hours and Ooh. a slosh and a slosh. I mean, it was like it was under seven, mm -hmm. but we were in the sixes from sunrise to sunset. So it's, yeah, that's going to be a lot of dark right there. But why am I talking about that? Oh, because flying back, um, you know, it's a really long flight and everything. And then <laughs> the day after, I was just feeling really weird and suddenly I was like you know what it is it's thirsty I'm thirsty and I went downstairs to get you know like a bottle of water or whatever but it was right when like I'd showered or something so I was putting on moisturizer and usually when I put on the moisturizer it's kind of like you need to wait a little bit because it sits there you know this just like sucked into my <laughs> face and it was like oh I was thirsty. I was really thirsty from, I think it's just the flights and the, yeah, knows, yeah. what all, but it was really ridiculous because it, it was like lightning fast absorption yeah. of, of the moisturizer into my skin. So I was just saying, yes, the hydration. So I this is if you put one pack in like a quart, which is what I try to drink in the morning anyways, you know, like try, I try yeah. to pound a quart of, of That's, water in the morning. I don't try that. I filled up a water bottle today. The element sip. though is like, it is salty and it's not, I like them because there's no, it's not, there's no sugar in it. So a lot of stuff that's like, um, like liquid IV or Gatorade or whatever. So you why have. not just water? What this just is an extra spoon Oh, because on the ball? it's, no, because it's actually electrolytes. So water is good for you, but you do also need the electrolytes and the minerals and stuff that are in that. Like it, so it's like, it does more than just water. Like, like you would say, I'm oh, sorry, a kid, uh, why would you ever give them Pedialyte or something if they're dehydrated? It's because of the electrolytes. Okay. That's why. Anyway. So you're just doing it on a regular old basis. Always. Yeah. I am. Not because you're dehydrated. No, but because I am. No, but because I'm always trying to hide, cutie. I'm trying to stay hydrated, but also going into like... I'm, I'm living the kind of life right now where I feel like you're, it's pretty breathless every day, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, if you're, like, I'm trying to just prevent the amount of things I'm trying to get done with Ezra while everybody else is gone and trying to get mm -hmm. the house clean and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to keep myself from having a problem that is solvable, if that makes right. sense. Like, right, right, right. it's like, I don't want to make, I don't want to create a problem because I have failed to remember there's things to drink that's not yeah. coffee or no, whatever that's, that's and true. it's a it's more of an easy thing to do in the rhythm of life but i actually really whoops uh i actually really like it strangely i like it in cold Lacroix. it's like fizzy and salty and like it's really good hot tips <laughs> hot tips i'm sorry fizzy salty Lacroix. it's good is it's good in just what flavor the of Lacroix? Whatever flavors we have. That's I, hilarious. I can't even begin to imagine what actually, flavor palette that is. I don't know. It's a, Well, so the elements come in different flavors. And I like the orange salt <laughs> or there's raspberry salt is good or orange salt or okay. citrus maybe. Okay. I haven't Where gotten, do you find this stuff? Amazon? You can get it on Amazon. I'm just saying I actually think it's common to not, at least it's been common in my life to not act like you're doing as physically demanding yeah. job as you are doing. Yeah. Like when the kids were little, you're always trying to have like a calm moment of like, yeah. which is why I think you keep pouring yourself coffee. 
Like there yep. keeps being a like, yep. I'm going to try to calm down and have a moment to like rebuild my strength or something instead of just acknowledging that actually this is a physically demanding yeah. job and I'm and well, I need to be hustling and like up and down the stairs and doing stuff and taking like and I need to just were kind little, of I knew like it would frequently be that when I sat down to dinner at the table that was like the first time I had sat down not obviously when I was nursing so this was a little bit like the kids yeah. were a little bit older but like all of a sudden, you're like, I can never stand up again. I'm so tired. And yeah. it would also be like, you know what? I think the only thing I ate today was like two of the kids' PBJ crusts that I snagged off their yeah. plate. So it is true that being a little more proactive, but that's a question. So I'm trying to come up with some better lunch options for me. What are you doing for lunch these days? Heather makes fun of me all the time for what I eat for lunch. And I don't know if I'm a weirdo or if she's a weirdo. These okay. are the, these One are of the, the two of you. One of us is a weirdo about what we eat for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if I have the right stuff in the house, which I don't always. But if I've made stuff for lunches for my kids so I have things yeah. in the house, I will eat something like if I had this is what I had like pickled onions and some farro and mm-hmm. an avocado and... Yeah, goat oh, cheese good. or, you know, like wherever yeah. you just make a quick salad of something. A lot of the time I roast like, <laughs> a lot of the time I roast like butternut squash Yeah, and I will eat that yeah. with some feta or that's actually really good. Chi- Do you have chili crisp at your house? What's chili crisp? It's like a, it's like an Asian condiment. That is like crispy chili flakes. It's like in oil. It's in an oil. It's red chili flakes. And there's some kind of a bean. And it's all crunchy. No, I don't have that. You should get some. It's really good. I'm pretty sure I got it at Winco. But it's delicious. And really good on like roasted butternut squash. Mm. Like like a crunchy chili thing with feta or that. Or I just bought a big bag of um, riced cauliflower. um, Okay. And I will do that. Sometimes I saute that and scramble a couple, like throw a couple eggs in it and scramble it. I, the, these are things I eat for lunch. Well, okay. So I've been on a streak of just a sweet potato that you chop up, salt and pepper roast, Mm -hmm. shredded chicken, some kale, Mm -hmm. pumpkin seeds maybe. But the dressing, I think I made you a bowl of something, Mm -hmm. but this is a better dressing than the one I gave you. Ooh, well, it's send it to me. It's really good. Well, it's okay. It's surprising. I thought it was surprising, but it's equal parts tahini, soy sauce, lemon juice, Greek yogurt. Yeah, that sounds good. And it oh, it's I like, and a... then you just have to add a little water to like thin it out because as soon as you put the Greek yogurt in it, it gets not just like the yogurt. Tahini does that. Tahini seizes up with but lemon it's like juice when you or put something. It, yeah, but when you put the soy and the lemon in, and then you stir it up, and then for some reason, it's the lemon yeah. does it, but when I put the Greek yogurt in. But you can add olive oil, but the soy sauce gives it the salty and the yeah, lemon that is the good. tang. And, and it's equal tahini. parts of all of it? Equal parts. And huh. you just don't even really need to measure it, but you can, um, you know, like you can yeah. make just enough for yourself. And if you put that on top of the sweet potatoes and chicken yeah, and that sounds good. pumpkin seeds. I, this is, is my hot tip. This is a weird hot, hot tip. tip. Okay. Acid will neutralize or kind of mellow the flavor of garlic. So like lemon juice. Okay. So like 
um, like when you make your Caesar salad dressing, you yeah. chop up garlic and put in lemon juice first. Yeah. And it, you still taste it, but it doesn't hit you like yeah, it yeah. would hit you if it was just straight garlic mm-hmm. tossed in the salad. Mm-hmm. But I make a tahini, garlic tahini sauce, where you put lemon juice and a bunch of garlic still in the papers in the lemon juice and blend it in the blender. And then you just pour it through a strainer. Okay. And it, and you can get a lot of garlic flavor in the lemon juice, but it's mm. not nasty and too mm-hmm. aggressive. Mm-hmm. Then I put tahini in that oh, and stir yeah. it up. Then I didn't do the soy sauce, but I put yogurt in it. So it's a yogurt, tahini, yeah. lemon, garlic yeah. sauce. And that's yummy. That sounds really And good. that was really good on chicken. I have a thing with leftover chicken being gross when it's in the yeah. air. Yeah. So if you put it in a dressing already, it mm-hmm. is it holds yeah. better. So um, yeah. I did that with a tahini garlic lemon thing. But I should do that. Whatever the case, especially if you're making... So like say you need to make a lot of salad dressing for a big group of people. That's a yeah. lot of garlic peeling and chopping. Yeah. And if you throw it in the blender and do that and strain it, it is super yeah. fast. It's yeah. like you can make it and happen fast. And using pre-chopped garlic, it does not taste the same. I, it just doesn't. Weirdly, it gives me like a full on, like I, it like the pre-chopped garlic. Yeah, I, don't I like can, t- oh, I keep doing that. I'm sorry. Whoever has gave me this microphone, I keep being like, what is this? <laughs> um, anyways, it is, it is, that's a good quick trick. Yeah. I don't mind getting the whole peeled cloves. Those are like, I do those. Those better. don't have the same kind of burn that the... Yeah, but the um, pre-chopped... At, well, and I just feel like it's got a weird funkiness about it that's not actually garlicky. I, I don't know. There's something yeah. off about it. All right. Well, we've shared okay. all there is to share with you. Yeah. We're off. We're going to see if Rachel can put easy back without honking. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.